Hey guys, welcome to the third episode of Unethical Podcast. You're gonna kill me so good. Our guest host for this episode is Sochi, and the case we will be discussing today is the Sharon Lapotka Robert Glass consensual homicide case. Welcome to Unethical Podcast. Hey guys, describe oh. for the listeners in detail the absolute kinkiest, dirtiest, most ball slappingest sex you have ever had. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> I was going to say, you just ambushed us with some fucking crazy. Okay, let's get started. I was like, is Tally, is this why you invited me here for this? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, why are we so boring? Do it later. I feel attacked. I was about to say, I'm going to have to leave the podcast completely. Do it later when we're alone. It's not necessary because we're going to talk about Sharon Lapotka and Robert Glass's weird sex shit today. Yay. Yay. I love weird sex shit. (laughs) Woohoo! Subscribers skyrocket at this point. Um, All right. Sharon Lapotka was born on September 20th, 1961 in Baltimore, Maryland. Growing up, she was involved in sports and choir, and classmates described her as as normal as you can get. So I think if we've learned anything from being true crime fans, everyone seems normal. That's true, but I mean like... The quite normal ones that get you. What is it? What does normal even mean? My kids tell me now they say normal isn't a real thing. It's a game mode. They tell me normal's not real. <laughs> I say normal is just a setting on your washing machine. There you go. See, normal's not a thing. So the fact that they called this lady normal already terrifies me. Yeah. <laughs> Big red flag. I'm just Super a normal red guy. Red flag. There yeah. it is. Voice of reason coming at you. all right in 1991 she married a man named victor against her parents wishes and moved to hampstead maryland so sharon was jewish and victor was catholic so her parents basically disowned her and cut all ties at this point uh in 1995 sharon got in while the getting was good on the world wide web she was among the early internet entrepreneurs. So if this happened now, she would be the woman you haven't spoken to since high school that suddenly wants to get coffee so that she can get you involved in her It Works pyramid scheme. <laughs> and essential oils. <laughs> hey, Richard swears by essential oils. Hey, Monet. I, I, I'm into the Monet pyramid scheme. Monet for men. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> I always wanted to start a pyramid scheme. (laughs) Didn't you already? Isn't this it? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, maybe. If Monet helps me grow a beard like yours, Richard, I'm all in. Hey, man, you're halfway there with that mustache, Fisty. (laughs) 
<laughs> Shots I fired. Walked right, I walked right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so Sharon started her online business from home, where she did internet advertising for products like home decor guides, psychic readings, and more deviant interests like pornography and selling her underwear. She conducted her porno business under the alias Nancy Carlson, and her niche was women who were unconscious, drugged, or hypnotized, involved in sexual acts with other women. So, I mean, I don't really buy into this whole, like, psychic readings and hypno bullshit, so... Yeah, she, she would, if I'm not mistaken, she would be selling this stuff and like half of it she wouldn't even deliver anyway and uh, like even the underwear everything she wouldn't even yeah. people would give her a hundred bucks and she would yeah. everything was a hundred bucks too which was great the underwear the weird videos uh her hypno stuff all of it was a hundred dollars this is she was hilarious maybe it's for tax reasons maybe it's like a hundred dollars is like a nice number where she doesn't have to like claim it on her taxes <laughs> i don't know <laughs> maybe she just couldn't count past a hundred i don't think she was very fucking smart yeah well you know did you read any of her messages that she posted? Did you read any of the messages she posted on I like, did. message I boards did. and stuff? Yeah, I did. My, so. Did you think of my favorite one was about the giantesses? Did you see that one? It says, no, I didn't um, do, do, you, do you dare enter the land of the giantess where men are crushed like bugs by these angry yet gorgeous giant goddesses? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that episode of Futurama. Death by Snoo Snoo. <laughs> yeah. She has a writer's credit. Thing. Yeah. Can you keep telling me some more? Can mine. you tell me some more, actually? I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost How big are these women, exactly? Well, I'm assuming over six foot, so. <laughs> six foot. Oh. So that big. I need eight footers. <laughs> For me to get any type of heart, I need an eight footer at least. That's what they're looking for. <laughs> oh, you're going to give your wife a complex, Richard. Come on. Now nah, she's she knows I just talk. I forget that I shouldn't say things. I just say shit. <laughs> <laughs> Same. That's why we make people pay for this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like bucks. it? See ya. Hundred bucks. See ya. <laughs> yeah, hundred bucks. Bucks. Bucks to hear Richard talk about his eight footers. Mm. <laughs> that would get some clicks. Hear about our eight footers, only a hundred bucks. Until they actually like write my name and then they see what I look like, and then it's no more clicks. clicks you, I don't know, man. I think that you would actually do very well in gay porn. You have a look. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. You're very welcome. In between running her businesses, Sharon frequented chat rooms about pornography and fetishes, ranging from necrophilia, bondage, and sadomasochism to feet. It was in these chat rooms that she started posting messages about having a desire to be tortured to death. Sharon's persona, Nancy Carlson, sometimes described herself in these posts as a dominatrix pornography actress that weighed 136 kilos, which for you Americans, does anybody want to take this? Uh, 121 pounds. 
no, it's go fuck yourself, America, and learn how to fucking do real math, learn America. The metric system, you stubborn dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, fun facts. While I uh, was reading about this in the Google, they suggested the question: Is three hundred pounds obese? As it turns out, yes, it is. Unless you are seven and a half feet tall. So in Richard's preferences, no, not at all. Very Perfect. slim and slender because I, I, I like the eight footers. So that would be a yeah. little skinny, you know, that'd be a, <laughs> that'd be a, a big girl, but not a big girl. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> uh, other times, like in her ad for her used underwear, she described herself as petite, blonde hair and green eyes. Uh, in real life, Sharon Lepotka was about five foot ten. She weighed about 189 pounds. You're welcome, Americans. She had psoriasis, and her hair kind of looked like tobacco. <laughs> she also frequently posted about wanting to be force fed until she doubled in size, mostly in mm -hmm. chat rooms about cannibalistic sex. What? What? Yummy. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> if that's not bad enough you guys while she was doing this online <laughs> other members of these chat rooms who were like uh you know people involved in the bdsm community would reach out to her and be like your energy is like super toxic you're making us look like really bonkers and she would yep. respond right and she'd be like i don't give a fuck you want some panties so <laughs> <laughs> So imagine how depraved you have to be to be king shamed by people in necrophilia and cannibal sex chat rooms. Yeah, that that's and what's with the even like okay, this is early internet, right? And everyone had their own like screen name. Like what was hers? Like Nancy or whatever? Nancy something? Nancy C, I think, is usually is yeah, what she used. Why did who gives a fuck at that point? Just put your real name. They didn't even have Facebook back then to like stalk you. Like, what is someone gonna go do research on your name? They're gonna go to the library and find you in the old fucking newspapers <laughs> and find out what yeah. <laughs> you reckon she had to use a, uh, one of those dial up modems too. So it was like, beep. probably her husband would pick up the phone and she'd be like, fuck off, I'm trying to sell my Richard, um, it's interesting that you bring up that point, actually, because around like the time where people were using anonymous screen names online for things like this, uh, researchers started studying something called Mardi Gras syndrome. And what Mardi Gras syndrome is, is it's the false belief that when you use an alias or a fake personality, that there aren't actually any risks of consequences. Mm -hmm. It actually doesn't reduce the risk whatsoever, realistically. And so I think both um, Sharon and our other hero of the story <laughs> i guess in her eyes her prince charming anyway her knight in shining armor uh i think they both had a little bit of that going on because there were consequences mm -hmm. for both of them yeah and to be shamed out of the kink uh the necrophilia dudes that's kind of yeah i was gonna say especially like in the 90s when like shit was boring there's nothing to do you know the internet was so new and she's just like hey victor trying to sell my undies like <laughs> do you think her husband knew do you think her husband was like yeah yeah i know why you're pissing on a row of panties again you got a big order this week like do you think <laughs> or do you think she like hid that shit from him? she definitely hid it from him. there's no way he was t she was oh, telling her like you 
Poor, yeah. poor, poor old Victor. <laughs> and who knows how much he knew of like computers too? Do we know what he did for a living? Or he was a uh, he was like an instruction worker in the yeah, city, no. and so no. he was away from work <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, no, he was no. alone at home all day. So. In one of these chat rooms, Sharon met a man named Robert Glass, who went under the pseudonym Slow Hand. <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> I'm going to give you my slow hand. <laughs> that's very funny. His other alias was Toy Man, if that makes you feel better. Oh, God, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> Hands so slow, you need to bring toys in with you if you want to get uh, So slow hands game was causing pain. He was a sadist. So Glass lived in Catawba County, North Carolina with his wife, Sherry, and three children. He worked as a computer analyst for the local government, and his online behavior eventually resulted in his wife leaving him. Sherry noticed that Robert was spending more and more time online and less and less time with her, and understandably she wanted to know what he was doing all the time i mean especially in 1995 someone who isn't on the computer a lot probably has no idea that the internet is such a sketchy place and i doubt her first thought was porn or fetish chat rooms or just like being a fucking weirdo like i don't think she would have even thought that but after discovering that his email account was filled with extremely violent and disturbing messages to other women, Sherry separated from Robert. Sharon was still with her husband while all this was going on. Yeah. And she also said that like the wife of Robert in the Washington post article that I read, she was like, the last straw was when he said to our kid or my kid came up to me and was like, why doesn't daddy love us anymore? Like, get the fuck out of here. Your kid didn't say that you found the, you found the child porn. That's what happened. You left him because you found the child porn. And you're not going to say, like, I knew he had child porn, but I just didn't tell the cops. So you went, like, our kids came up to him, teary-eyed. <laughs> they didn't know da- why daddy was spending so much time clickety-clacketing behind the computer. Shut the fuck up. That lady bugs me, too. When I read that article, I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, lady. You found the porn and you didn't say anything. You're a dick. So between August and October yeah. of 1996, Robert and Sharon exchanged almost 900 emails, which doesn't sound like a lot. I mean, I don't know if you guys, when you were young, you had like the texting plans that had like up to like a thousand texts for free. And you went over that shit every time. <laughs> so it doesn't seem like a lot, but I think, I mean, in That's 1995 or 1996, that would be a lot. Yeah, considering yeah. it was only six weeks worth. It was probably like, 50 kilobytes guys it would have been insane <laughs> the whole floppy disk uh so the two oh planned for sharon to go to north carolina to meet robert and sharon expressed in no uncertain terms that she wanted to fulfill her ultimate sexual fantasy to be tortured and killed by her partner the fetish for that by the way you guys is called auto assassinophilia i th- that sounds awesome. I'm in. <laughs> just, just you, just tell me that. Don't give me any contacts. Just, sounds great. Yep. <laughs> Sign me up. So, so I was actually looking um, that up, and from what I understand, it's more about the um, the idea. They're like more aroused by the risk of it, not necessarily actively happening to them. It's just like they're stage managing their orgasm or whatever in this crazy way it's like 
all dreams or whatever for the most part. So it's like people who have like sex in their car in the middle of the woods and like it's exciting because they could be caught but realistically the only person that's going to actually catch them out there is Bigfoot kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it seemed like. Yeah, it's about the it's about the danger of the of the experience not actually about being murdered or it's it's more about the experience and the the high that that terror gives you. So I think it's it's a very it's a much more extreme version of masochism and sadomasochism and stuff, which is which is all about pain to bring on that you know the rush of endorphins and and adrenaline and all that. So I think it's just a it's a much more extreme version. Yeah, and there and there's a paraphilia that went along with it. Um, but it's basically the person that would be doing the killing gets off on that there's eight subsections of paraphilia and paraphilia is um so there's like uh voyeurism exhibitionists um frotterism you guys know what frotterism is no rubbing rubbing yourself up against either a person or a bus stop (laughs) or something to get sexually sexual gratification without consent so you know when people are packed in on a bus and when they people purposely get on packed trains and packed buses so they can rub themselves up against people without their consent masochism and sadism pedophilia fetishism so obviously there's a that's just a massive overarching umbrella for all types of fetishes like like you were saying foot fetish all of those types of things and then um, transvestic. I just got distracted with like fraudism and I was right into it, rubbing yourself on shit. And then it was like unconsensually <laughs> rubbing your body on other people's body. I was like, no, bad part now. Not good part. Desk, good. Per- unwilling person, bad. Yeah, right. <laughs> the rope in gym class, good. Oh. The gym teacher, bad. <laughs> <laughs> Robert agreed to Sharon's terms and described in detail how he planned to torture and kill her. And so that did it for her. She was, you know, sufficiently turned on, I guess. On October 13th, 1996, Sharon told her husband that she was going to be traveling to Georgia to meet some friends. And once he was out of the house, she left him a note that said she would not be back, not to track her down, not to look for her killer, and the chilling line... If my body is never retrieved, don't worry. Know that I am at peace. So while I was digging into this case, I saw she originally posted her, quote, fascination with torturing until death in a necrophilia chat room. So it was relevant to the topic there. And apparently she got a massive response. And so I wondered if the attention she received from saying these things prompted her to believe the things she was saying or if she if she actually felt them in the first place uh, i don't know if um, any of you guys have ever like d- like said you're like really into something and people are like oh yeah me too and i'm like well i'm actually not but now i'm into it kind of thing yeah <laughs> yeah i oh, feel yeah. like she would say a lot for she made up so much shit she didn't even sell like half the stuff she was selling like she's a liar she's mm-hmm. i i don't know i i I feel like maybe this was her husband not giving her enough attention or somebody not giving her, this guy's giving her attention. Sure. I'll be into it. Why not? I'm down. Yeah. Kill, kill the fuck out of me. 
it seems like she just went down the rapid hole and maybe mind fucked herself or something into being so extra about doing this part of me thinks it's like it wasn't like already part of her her life um i understand that people discover things later on but usually when you have a kink it's kind of like it's been there type of deal um so i kind of think the opposite i think because she went to the extreme lengths to say to her husband don't look for me and spent 10 hours traveling to get there that's plenty of time to be like nope never mind change my mind especially she's alone you know traveling yeah yeah the note to me and maybe i'm wrong i don't think she thought she was gonna go there and die i think that was part of the fantasy have the husband like worried about her and she's gonna be dead and then uh, at some point he's gonna like kick in the door and like come in there and that's when she's gonna come like i was just about to be dead but you like <laughs> saved my life and she creams all over fucking toy hand or toy man or the fuck and then she goes home and that's when it ends that's the end of it for that guy or whatever the fuck yeah. i don't i legit think it was part of the fantasy i think it, i don't think she thought she was going there to actually fucking it's all talk man nobody wants to just die for no reason she's making all this hundred dollars from all these fucking idiots buying her underwear she's living a life here's the thing so because i was interested in this aspect of it i wanted to know a little bit more about what she had done before she met robert glass and i found that sharon had previously met another man online from new jersey who she went to see but when he realized that she was actually serious about like murder to orgasm he was like easy there buckaroo Uh find your underwear (laughs) i'm calling you a cab so <laughs> she was definitely the one pushing for it. This was definitely coming from her. That, so I think I think that this is something that she actually did want and and did fetishize. And to that point, it also kind of made me question her abilities as a psychic reader because she really should have been <laughs> coming. Oh man. I would I would legit I would legit pay like 50 bucks just to get one of these old tapes of her doing fucking uh, psychic readings. Oh I would love to watch that. I thought that would be hilarious. And if, good. Uh, later in the future, like let's pretend people listen, like a million people listen to this over like two years, even if it's two, three, four years from now, just send me that tape. I'll pay you 50 bucks. Find me on Facebook. I swear to God, I want to watch that. It would be hilarious or anything this dumb, dumb did. For emails, anything. Mm-hmm. You can't find yeah. any of it. I want to know. Uh, if you have an old VHS that you spent a hundred dollars on that says like giantess scoops up man with vagina, I want it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So after she leaves his note for her husband, Sharon drives to the train station, she boards a train. And then when she arrived, drove in Robert's pickup truck to his mobile home. That was a 128 kilometer drive. You guys, have you guys ever met somebody online and then met them in person? Yeah, it's weird, yeah. right? Yeah. Like even if yeah. you know them, it's like uh, it's a still uncomfortable. You're still kind of sizing them up physically. Like I want to know what that drive looked like. Was it yeah. awkward? Were they just like, "This is fine"? Were they just like listening to fucking Hank Williams and like? <laughs> 
you're gonna kill me so good. Oh, I can't wait to fucking kill the shit out of you. Did he paint the underside of his steering wheel with his jizz the whole way there? Like, what happened? I want to know. And even if they like found each other attractive, because both of these people, they were homely motherfuckers. Okay, they were not. (laughs) So were they like, yuck? But oh well. Like, I want to know. He has like a sweet little ponytail, rat tail thing. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Oh. I don't care how sweet his ponytail is. <laughs> He's just not a good looking dude, okay? Yeah. Or some sort of a connection. So I'm guessing it was a pleasant drive. You think? You think <laughs> Hank Williams and hand holding? All right. Maybe uh, there was... were some Conway Twitty uh, slow heads. But... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't. <laughs> I'm honestly going with it was dirty talk. You think? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going with it was like I'm gonna kill you. Talk dirty talk. I bet it was awkward. I bet it was awkward. And they didn't really know what to say to each other. I bet there was a bouquet. A lot of sure. heavy breathing, probably because neither one of them was in very good shape. So it's just a lot of like. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they both they both honestly look like they sleep with a CPAP on. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> all right um <clears throat> back to business over the course of the next three days the two allegedly engaged in rough sex torture and he eventually did strangle her to death so sharon's husband informed the police about the note after he found all the nutty dirty yucky emails from Slohan on his wife's computer and they were able to track down robert's address via their computer crime unit which in 1996 is wild like yeah maryland go fucking maryland that's wicked first case they ever used emails yeah i was like what a time to be alive well not for her nowadays (laughs) nowadays it's one of the few things keeping me from doing illegal shit is my search history you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, incognito mode is a scam. That's what a burner phone is for. That's true. <laughs> wow, drug dealer. I'd be Among other things, yeah. Just Among your phone <laughs> <local> dealer. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. FBI guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go about your day. Everything's fine. We're just shooting the shit here. What is a marijuana? Actually, it's legal here. I know exactly what a marijuana is. Double fists and joints. Fuck you, man. <laughs> Heck the popo. Okay, so um, the police staked out Robert's mobile home and saw no sign of Sharon for several days. So a search warrant was issued and they conducted a search of the home while Robert was away from the home. Amongst the absolute filth of the mobile home, they found items belonging to Sharon, drug paraphernalia, bondage equipment, child pornography in the form of a magazine to give you guys some context of the time somebody actually printed bound and like distributed a magazine of child porn i'm getting in the i'm uh getting in the habit of not calling it child porn and i'm throwing this out there for everyone it's child abuse material pornography uh makes it sound like it's something good it's not uh, pornography is mm-hmm. awesome. Por- uh, child abuse material is what I'm calling it. I'm, I'm getting in the habit. I still say child porn. I probably will a couple times, but I'm going to try and get in the habit. And if I can throw that out there to everyone, I like that. Agreed. All right. So some, some illegal child literature and a <laughs> 357 Magnum. 
They also Thank confiscated his computer and several computer discs. Here is some unsolicited dating advice from Celeste, the only single host. If you're going to invite <laughs> a woman over to torture and murder her, it wouldn't fucking kill you to clean up. <laughs> I kept thinking about that. Like she showed up and like, this is fine. Yeah. yeah. Chival it's, chivalry yeah. isn't dead, it's guys. Like it's just endangered. Don't God. be like Bob. <laughs> I just like, it's like, I understand you know, that you're going to go there and you're going to be killed or whatever, but I'm like, I don't want to be covered in roaches while it's yeah. happening. Have a little bit of respect, <laughs> woman. Come on. Just a little bit. Change the sheets. Lay out some rose petals. It wouldn't I, fucking kill you. Put it on you don't know what. You don't know what they're talking about. Maybe that's how she wanted to die with in filth. You gotta kill me and yeah. cover me in garbage. I wanna, oh. I wanna use tampon on my cheek when I'm rotting in your basement. <laughs> he lives oh. alone. If it would be her tampon, <laughs> she just walks into an episode of Hall. I didn't say it's the most like, disgusting. Do me exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was like, "Do not throw your trash for six weeks. Leave it in yeah. there." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm honestly amazed he even got rid of her body at that point. Just I wonder. Put it like, in the pile. Well, he didn't try. He didn't try very hard, the, did he? he buried her, like right? Yes, he, he buried her. He buried her up. about um, seventy-five feet. He buried her seventy-five okay. feet away from his mobile home, which seems kind of far, but is like not. I was gonna say it seems far, but it's in an <laughs> archaic form, and I don't understand it. Twenty-two, <laughs> twenty-two like meters. Fifteen steps. Yeah. So yeah. So not very far. Meters. 22 four tomatoes. goose wings <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was found 75 feet away from the mobile home under a pile of disturbed soil and glass was quickly arrested at work and then held without bail so what's interesting about this is that the autopsy showed absolutely no signs of any trauma there were no bruises no cuts no burns no injuries of any kind so no one can yeah. even guess what went on between them in the three days that she was there. But the ultimate outcome somehow was that her death probably was accidental. I don't understand. I mean, if there's no well, physical evidence and well, all of the evidence in the emails and shit says it's not accidental, why would he say, yeah, it seems accidental? Well, the thing about breath play is that it could kill you. <laughs> it could, like, it could, there's um uh -huh. between 250 and a thousand people die of it every year. This is yeah, why you should always for. You gotta see a professional, yeah. you guys. And Which then, I like, get. Not free. Therapist. She went there with we're gonna come there so that we can practice our erotic asphyxiation. That makes sense to come to that conclusion. But why, mm -hmm. when all the evidence says she went there to die, would you say it was accidental? That's yeah. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me at Probably all. Gonna give you Maybe more he didn't mean to kill her yet. So but I think I, I thought I read somewhere, and I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I thought they was she was buried with the hogtied with a rope around her neck. She was yeah, found in I the backyard. Too. Yeah. So Maybe. it wasn't. But that's why it's creepy. Report. I know that that's why her. it's yeah that's why it's weird though the whole thing is because there was a rope around her stupid neck uh and i'm saying stupid because this is stupid uh <laughs> it just is it's dumb she's determined uh, okay 
No, the whole thing's stupid. Like, she's determined it's dumb that he buried her, like, two feet away, uh, like, a foot down. Like, the whole thing, put the rope. He must have put the rope on her neck after she died for it to make sense. Because there's no... Because there's the two kinds where it's either your wind um, pipe or, like, the artery, pressing down on the artery to, like, get you to pass out and die brain damage whatever so depending on which one he did you don't have to break this you just have to damage something here uh okay so the prosecution faced a challenge in this case because the emails and the note for her husband do prove that sharon went there willingly knowing that she could die and in fact hoping that she would so there's absolutely no precedent to charge a murder like this so what ended up happening was Robert pled guilty to voluntary manslaughter and sexual exploitation, as well as charges related to the possession of child pornography. So Robert Glass was sentenced to 36 to 53 months in prison for the killing of Sharon Lopatka, plus an additional 21 to 26 months because he had child porn. So between five and seven years, three to five of those years are for the murder. So he was 45 when the murder occurred, 49 when he was sentenced, and died in prison from a heart attack at age 51. Do any of you guys know why that, that is relevant? His hands were so slow, they went 51 <laughs> meters per hour. Nope. He okay. died at age 51 two weeks before he was scheduled to be released. Ha! Good. Specifically for the child abuse material. That's what I was yeah, talking about. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. and and the that's almost worse, and he got less time. Like, who cares if he killed Frumpy McDumdum? Uh, <laughs> yeah, finding the child abuse material in there is should have been like twenty years. I don't even know how that worked. I don't even know how it's two years. It doesn't even make sense. Not unusual. There, the, the jail 90. times for child pornography still to this day aren't that high. It is what it is. The Unless you produce it yourself, now. you get significant jail time for that. Yeah. So um, he died in prison, thank God. Uh, so in an interview he conducted from prison, he admitted to tying her up and inserting household items into her various orifices. Very subpar torture. She could do that by <laughs> herself, Robert. He claimed that they were having sex and doing as erotic asphyxiation at the same time. And he said, quote, I don't know how much I pulled the rope. I never wanted to kill her, but she ended up dead. So right up until the end, he claimed it was an accident. Like I said, the autopsy report didn't find any evidence of bruising or marks on her neck, but her death, her cause of death was definitely asphyxiation, which means she could have been smothered or possibly gagged to death by the smell of his rancid ass trail. <laughs> <laughs> you got oh, putting man. stuff inside of her and just ruining her day. Ugh, I'm dead. Add, adding to the funk, you know. Yeah, I don't want to know what he put inside of her. Nothing in that apartment is, uh, is fit to be inserted into anything. Uh, if she would have survived that, she definitely would have died of like an infection. Sepsis. Later. <laughs> Chia pets. Uh, Chia pets. Uh, uh, Furbies. There was a Furby, an old Furby from his kids. Uh, he talked about a bottle of spray cleaner. Apparently oh, he put it like bottle side into her vagina. I guess that was one of the things. <laughs> While this case does fall under the umbrella of consensual homicide, it is very different from the controversial issue of euthanasia and also very different from suicide. So there is another somewhat well-known case of sexual consensual homicide where a German man named Armin 
Mewis, Mewis, Mew, I don't know, found someone <laughs> online who consented to being murdered and cannibalized. Mm-hmm. I think we've had enough of cannibalism for a while though. So thank you, Will Baker. Let's just move on. An argument can be made that it is suicide and not homicide. Uh, for example, in 2005, a man in Japan promised three people online that he would help them commit suicide via carbon monoxide poisoning. But once the victims were in his grasp, he would kill them however he pleased, and he was clearly sexually motivated by it. So uh, he was fortunately charged as a serial killer, and he can rot for all I care. But there's another case of a woman who told a man online that she wanted to die, but was too scared to kill herself. And the two met at a motel, went to a nearby park where he tied her up, strangled her to unconsciousness, and then slit her throat. So the victim had a history of mental health problems and suicidal ideation. So it wasn't sexual for her, but his motivations are unclear. On the one hand, maybe it's merciful because he knocked her out before he actually cut her, but maybe he just did that so she wouldn't struggle during the bloody part. So that's kind of a, yeah, I don't know, kind of case. Um, But there is another case, which I find sort of inarguable, in my opinion, where uh, consent did come into play in 2012. Two women made a suicide pact while under the influence of cocaine and alcohol. And one of the women had second thoughts when the time came, but she didn't want to upset her friend who wasn't having second thoughts. So she stabbed her and admittedly excessive 41 times, and she turned herself in willingly. But evidence in that case suggests the victim had planned to die with or without her friend, So it's a little complicated. Her friend was sentenced to seven years and I feel for both of them in this case, I wish she hadn't gotten seven years. I'm in two minds about that because if you're gonna, if if you're gonna help her die, that's fine. But do you really need to stab her 41 times? But I mean, you also have to consider she was under the influence of multiple substances. And I think, I don't know, I think if I was in that situation, I would be like, case like she really wants to die uh, if i'm not sure i just kind of keep i'm just going to keep going and do, until yeah. i know kind of thing cuz then she's not going to end up just really badly injured and she's going to get she it's wants. yeah the season should we be making decisions <laughs> like that exactly the- exactly what do we learn from our buddy brock turner okay if they don't have a clear mind, they can't give consent. So you shooting her or stabbing her or whatever the fuck you end up doing ends up being yeah. murder because you she wasn't in the proper state of mind to not make a, a sane decision. I don't I disagree. I think seven years is enough. Perfect. Give her 41 stabs, maybe a couple extra years because you're a little psycho. I don't know. I think maybe I think two, maybe three years would have been fair. The I thing understand is that really it is. wasn't just the one girl that the one that uh, got stabbed that was under substances is like they both were so neither one of them were in the state of mind like one couldn't I feel like one couldn't really pull the logics of it together enough to yeah. like because everything seems like a good idea when you're on coke I mean you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you also never know I mean a lot of people who struggle with like substance abuse and stuff they have past histories in like social work and things like that where mm-hmm. they end up getting kicked around and they don't they don't believe that mental health help is an option for people like them because they got screwed by the system when they were younger so i mean in that case you say well why didn't you just get her help but yeah i, I feel for her. I do. like they have to want the help is the mm-hmm. thing like you can 
talk about it all you want, but if people don't want to take care of their mental health for whatever reason, I'm not saying they're just being like conceited about it, but they may really think that it's not going to help them. Yeah. And I get it. If her friend was like getting right in her face and stuff too, when she's like, I'm having second thoughts and her friend is like, what the fuck? You promised me. And she gets emotional. And then, you know, she sinks the knife in her one time and then adrenaline kicks in and she's like, I just got to get this done. I got to get this done. The sooner it's done, it's going to be over. Everything's fine. Then she immediately turns herself in. But we also have to think that we're only trusting that one person's word that she didn't change her mind. Like, sounds like a crime of passion. Yeah, like maybe she yeah, like was, you were actually gonna kill me, you fucking bitch, and then just stabbed her to death. I yep. was testing you, you, and then just forty-one stabs later, oh shit, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> like we don't know, we're just yeah. assuming what she's saying is true. Didn't you uh, say she had like a history mm-hmm. of mental health issues? That yeah, yeah, she had fell a into very defined with. history, like very well documented history of mental illness, and she had. She had like recorded somewhere that she was going to go through with this with or without her friend. Interesting. I, I've no, I got to look into that one. I never looked into it. It's cool. It's interesting. Uh, so that's it for the story, you guys. Let's talk about it. I don't know about this lady, man. She seemed like something special. She was, I'll give her, I'll give her this entrepreneur ahead of her time. You know, she definitely took advantage of the internet at an early way that a lot of people had took another five to 10 years to actually jump on board. Like she was selling love potions to little girls, teenage girls, mm-hmm. heartbroken little girls. Like that's a pretty good market to tap into. That's what every YouTuber does now. They go, Hey, little kids buy our expensive merch and pretend everyone knows who Ninja is. No one gives a fuck about Ninja except for the 12 year olds. But <laughs> you know what I mean though? So yeah. uh, she was ahead of the game on that, man. Like, good for her on that. I'll give her that for sure. Absolutely. Entrepreneurship at its finest. If I could sell my underwear, I would. I would. I'd sell my underwear. Bridget, if I could. I'm sure there's a niche market uh, for that. Absolutely. I'm sure there is someone out there that would want it. You should oh, start God. an Etsy page. Just drop Bridget <laughs> <laughs> just drop Richard a DM. I'm sure. I say that you're gonna like say I'm gonna throw in a snip of my beer too. You just like throw a little bit on it, put it to the underwear. Blow my nose. Now I'm sick. No, Richard. No. Yeah. Some people are into it. that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, whatever tickles your pickle, friend. You could start a. You can have a Patreon, Richard. Like you could have levels. Like two dollars is like you know, a snip of the beard and then like $5 is the beard and a used tissue. Oh, you charge extra for every white hair. Those ones are the wisdom ones. (laughs) That's why there's like, that's why there's three. (laughs) Oh, I got roasted by Fisty finally. It's about time. (laughs) It took like hours upon hours of conversations. Now I'm going to write about it in my diary. I got I got roasted by the mean Australian. <laughs> about time, man. A little bit of back and forth. I did it. Not, not I did it. You did it. I'm proud of you. Yes, so I, I really do wonder what her brain scan would look like. Because there's some people that have... Probably um, like this big. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> you have that many size holes in it. Yeah. Bright spots. Yeah. 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 But I mean, well, you gotta. I, I the more I think about this chick, she makes me think she's like really smart, actually, super crazy, but actually really smart to like look at the internet and see the big picture. All I thought was like, I'm gonna get all my friends on ICQ and just hear, uh oh, 
uh oh, and like chat. That's all I was thinking about. I wasn't thinking about like MSN Messenger. Yeah, same thing. Like I, that's all the shit I was thinking about. I wasn't thinking about like the big picture. She was right in the big picture. I'm not saying I'm smart. Yeah, but you also weren't like 40 at the time, and she was. Yeah. So. That's that's a fact. I was like 15, so. I don't uh, think any of us were gonna start a panty business at 15. <laughs> I mean. I don't even want to know what to call that one. Is that child abuse material too? Like if you send your 15 year old <laughs> panty. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Just lie about it. And they <laughs> never know. They would know how old you are. I'm a uh, petite. I'm uh, 21. Uh, green eyes. Thick thighs. Blonde hair. <laughs> blonde hair. Yeah, luscious blonde hair. Blonde hair. <laughs> I personally don't have a problem with it. Like if they, if she gave. Which part? Hundred the her wanting to be killed. Like if oh. she wanted, if she if she was like um one hundred and fifty percent, you know, this is what I want. Then do it, whatever. It's she's consenting adult. He's a consenting adult. I do absolutely understand that there is still a law that if you take someone's life, you have to pay for it. You murder someone, there's a consequence. This woman, she obviously was seeking it out for a really long time. And she just happened to find the right depraved soul that was willing to do it for her. And regardless of whether he said it was accidental or whatever, he still, you know, he has to pay for taking a life. He he was happy to, he wanted to do it for her and he knew that there'd be consequences for taking a life. So he did it knowing that that was going to happen. So if he was happy to take the consequences, then whatever you know do you think i agree do you think sharon found the child abuse material in that house like do you think i think that was one of the things that went in her orifices for sure oh absolutely for have another baby have another baby anyways uh (laughs) sharon didn't have any kids anyway uh she didn't i agree the way that this case was handled was perfect i think you can't justify first degree murder i'm glad they didn't try despite the fact that obviously you know uh the planning aspect was definitely there but Mm. uh i think voluntary manslaughter is fair i think he paid for it uh that's good as far as like the moral question of like consenting to die kind of thing uh i have no problem with it in the terms of like euthanasia like a medical professional who you know offers mercy to someone who's suffering kind of thing i've got no problem with that but in this case i don't think that this should ever be like on the table as something that could be counted as like consensual homicide because no matter which way you spin it there has to be a murder there has to be a murderer is the most important part of it and it is always a bad idea to strengthen neurons between sex and death always a bad idea so i mean if you want to do it and you want to pay the five to seven years and you want to sit there in your jail cell vigorously masturbating going worth it then that's your business <laughs> mm-hmm. but for people who think yeah. that like this he shouldn't uh, have gotten any time uh, no. but something else oh, is yeah. that you also don't know if in the middle of it she could have had a change of mind or not and there's nobody there to uh, referee the situation yeah, I was sure. gonna say like I'm sorry. You can take as many classes as you want, but you're always taking a gamble if you go that route. I mean, there's other things. Yeah, I, I I don't think people should be able to kill people even if they consent or not. I I I think if you want to die, 
you should have the right to do it yourself. And that's how you know you actually wanted to do it. You did it yourself. Okay. Otherwise, there's always that you can't know what's going on in someone's mind. Even at that last millisecond before you actually kill them, maybe they could have changed their mind. And if you're controlling that yourself, then you can stop it. But if you're not controlling it and somebody else is controlling it for you, there's no way to stop it. Things happen quickly, man. Things happen so fast. Have any of you guys uh, watched Bojack Horseman? Yes. Yep. The weak breeze whispers nothing. The water screams sublime. His feet shift, teeter-totter. Deep breath, stand back, it's time. Toes untouch the overpass. Soon he's waterbound. Eyes locked shut but peek to see. The view from halfway down. A little wind. A summer sun. A river rich and regal. A flood of fond endorphins brings a calm that knows no equal. You're flying now. You see things much more clear than from the ground. It's all okay. It would be. Were you not now halfway down, thrashed to break from gravity? What now could slow the drop? All I'd give for toes to touch the safety back at top. But this is it. The deed is done. Silence drowns the sound. Before I leaped, I should have seen the view from halfway down. I wish I could have known about the view from halfway down. <sighs> so you never know at the last second once they know like they're past a certain point too i mean like people who do whatever they do aside from basically ronnie mcnutting it that like anything that takes time you never know how they're feeling once they're actually past the point where they can't go back like the guy who survived jumping off the san francisco bridge he said as soon as his hands left the rail he regretted it so i agree i mean there's there's just there's no wiggle room yeah we're but i i also like to give people the room to make their own mistakes and if you did regret it you still killed yourself and it's still okay by me you'd regret it that sucks we all regret stupid shit we do right but if somebody else does it it's not fair to that person it's fair to you to do it to your it's fair to fuck up your own life and fucking take it out yourself it's all all that's fair it's just not fair for me to like kill someone or anybody to kill anybody right like it's just not fair i don't know in this situation i hold sharon and robert equally accountable I really yeah, do. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I don't think Robert yeah. is more accountable than Sharon because he decided to make this his call or anything. I think they're equally. And in any case, if this yeah, was okay, I have uh, honestly, so. <laughs> I have suspicions as to this being that letter was the thing that gave me suspicions to this not being real. Her, her just wanting her husband to cause a panic. If it was real, why leave the note? You want to leave the note so there's panic. Alarms are raised. People are looking for you. That's why that mm-hmm. note was written. It was not written to be like, so it's part of the kink. So did she actually want to die? I have suspicions on that. I don't think so. I think she was. this was all part of her game. That's why it ended with the guy in Detroit. She didn't actually want to die. He thought it was a little bit too far, I guess. But I, I don't, I legit, I feel like he killed that chick, man. He killed her. I, whether she really, really wanted to or not, I don't buy it. I don't. I really don't. Like, um, just because of the transit time. I mean, that's 10 hours to be like, oh. I do. I think especially, I mean, I don't know if like you guys, this is like kind of something I'm like, do I want to share this information? But I will. If you watch like a lot of porn, you gradually need more and more like unique porn to be able to like get off. And so, I mean, there's like a whole episode of South Park on it. This is something like people agree is fact, which is why I think like the people who've been arrested for possession of, uh, um, uh, what is it? Child exploitation <laughs> material. Just not, don't use the word porn, say whatever you want. Okay, well that thing. Um, 
I think that, like the arrests have gone up so much just because people are spending so much time inside in quarantine that they're literally just getting bored with porn and they kind of stumble into it. And then it's like, uh-oh. It's still not okay, it's- though. It's no, still not yeah. okay no, to it's go not. too far. No, 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 it's no, no, still no. not, like, I, I, I don't, I'm not convinced. Like, we can all disagree. It's fine. I'm just not convinced she went there to actually die. I think she went there to fulfill a fantasy to get right to the point of dying. And then somebody was coming in, like her husband was saving the day or whatever the fuck was going to happen. And that was the kink. I yeah, no, Maybe though. That's, that's totally fair. But yeah. uh, to my point about um, gradually needing more extremes, I think with her, because she did spend so much time like deep into like really like weird shit right off the bat, like necrophilia and cannibalism and all kinds of stuff. I genuinely think that she just got to this point where like nothing else she knows, like she's never going to be able to come again unless she gets like some massive extreme. And I think she genuinely at that point was like, like, I think she had an addiction. First of all, I think she was definitely one of the people who developed um, an addiction to pornography. And I think she was like, I'm never going to have an orgasm again if I can't die. Like that's, she's like, this this is it. This is like the end all and be all. This is what I got to do to be able to have an orgasm. And I think she went there and she was like, yep, you know what? I'm cool with it. I'm cool with dying. If it means that I get to have like one, like to curl my toes one more time. I think that she was, I think she was in for it. Yeah. She should have gone on the tolerance break maybe. After seeing that guy, if she didn't get back on the train, she was desperate, let me tell you. So, yeah, but I know, I've, right? <laughs> but I mean, like, uh, maybe this is gonna, I've, I've traveled distance for, for strange. I've definitely traveled. Uh, How strange? Robert Glass strange? <laughs> no, no, it's just a way of saying for. I know what like, you mean. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like you're Glass, classy enough where you would be like, nah, you have a little too much garbage. I think so, yeah. I think you were classy enough to get to that point where, like, if you get there and you'd be like, I'm not into this, you turn around like, and leave. You just, you just spent 12 hours on a row. At least, fuck me. You gave me some good thoughts. Maybe we'll just <laughs> clear off this bed. You know, we'll swipe it over, get all the blanket, flip over the mattress. I can work with this for tonight, maybe a couple days, and I'm going home. I don't really feel like the soup can beside my head while I'm getting fucking pounded from behind is great, but I'll <laughs> deal with it because 12 hours, is it worth the 12 hours it took me to get here? Yeah. Richard, you yeah. dog. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I I don't know, man. I, I maybe, may, like, I can't well, see also, not, how, could but how did you get to this level? What get back on husband? the train. Just turn well, around and get back on the train. No, I mean, like, the drive the really long drive to get to the trailer. Yeah, well, I think she made a conscious decision to get into the truck, so. I think at that point, she's Uh, pretty much accountable for whatever the fuck happens. You let him drive you into the middle of nowhere, dude. That's what I was saying. It's like she was in the middle of nowhere. You walk in and it's just garbage. All of this is assuming what that guy said was real. She got in the truck. She got there. She went, I'm not staying here. She goes, yeah, you are. And then he tired her the fuck up for three days and killed her. He didn't say that. I don't know. He seems like a good guy. (laughs) <laughs> huge good bush. guy yeah huge i was gonna say good guy. good guy huge bush i think it's kind of funny that mardi gras thing that i was talking about the mardi gras phenomenon i think oh, robert yeah. like definitely definitely believed because he did all this under an alias he's like Haha, i'm so sneaky i'll never be caught even though i'm gonna bury her right outside my door well um, what was his name I mean, what was his name richard slow toy hand slow yeah. i mean toy man slow hand toy man do that now with the whole hiding behind facebook type of deal they don't have their handles anymore but 
this is why people get into like Facebook arguments because they there's no like immediate repercussion. Like if you were talking like that to somebody in their face, oh, there'd be like immediate <laughs> repercussion. Same with like you're to talk to somebody like yeah. That. yeah. It's like come beat up my car, you son of a bitch, and it doesn't occur to you that you're actually in the car. Like oh, this guy, I think it's a combination of like this Mardi Gras thing, but also I think he was dumb because like just behind his house was like a huge treacherous woodland area where she probably never would have been found so i mean i don't know if it was dumb or just that he was just like this big fat fuck and he literally couldn't carry her any farther than that (laughs) i was wondering how he got her out to the like front yard i don't he had the rats help him (laughs) dragging her out by the legs exactly they just become boulders under her and they just like pushing her no i don't know how he did that i'm impressed he got her that far but yeah. i mean if you're gonna take her that far take her out to the woods where like maybe they're not gonna find her i'm i'm going with it's because he's dumb because who agrees to killing someone you're dumb you know what I mean? Like, I don't care what kind of, you're, you're just dick. an idiot. He was a sadist. I've I mean, thought with my dick many a time. And you're dumb too when you do it. I've done, but I've never been to the extreme where like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I would never. never. I went hours for some strange and I would still bone them even if their trailer was filthy. Okay. Yeah, that's different than fucking killing someone. It's like a huge. It's just as dumb. I'm not saying it's not dumb. That's how you I'm get just saying. Scabies. that's how i got my skating is what you just said (laughs) well does anybody else have like something to add here because we're we're about done we can wrap it up always go to a professional don't associate people like this with the bdsm community because these people are not a part of the bdsm community and most people that are involved in things like this They are in tune with their partners and they have been doing this for a long time and they've done a lot of learning and reading. And there are heaps of really good websites that you can can search. Google is an amazing thing. So just, you can just search, you can search BDSM for beginners basically and breath play for beginners, all of those types of things. And there's also two really awesome books, um, The Bottoming Book, and the topping book like just like you can uh kill somebody from choking them like if you were into a rope play if you use the wrong kind of rope or or tie it the wrong way or put it in the wrong area you could cause nerve damage to people so you know study do your research clean your fucking houses if a woman drives 12 hours to meet you that's just rude take advice from people on the internet actually don't do that anymore scratch that not at all. Vaccinate your fucking kids. Don't kill people, <laughs> even if it gives you a boner. Don't do it. Are we? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Check out our website for links to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Unethical Podcast and become a patron on Patreon for early access to episodes at the $5 level and unedited videos of episode recordings at the $10 level. We don't have Twitter.
Twitter is stupid. <laughs> you can catch our new episodes Fridays wherever you eat your favorite podcast. And if you like this episode, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you hated this episode, also rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and just write a really mean review. I'm really excited for these. Now I can't even be in the corner properly. I'm no good.